Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 21st of February as the Flyers road trip continues. Three of the four games are now in the can, and they come away with their first win of the trip. The first two were both 6-2 losses, although the games look markedly different. But the Flyers come away with a 4-3 win over the Calgary Flames. And the traits of the game were the traits that we've seen pretty often from this team this year, for the most part this year. But not of late. We saw a resilient team, a team that worked hard, a team that had it when faced with adversity in the game by Travis Konechny going down in the second period and not returning, or by the fact that they had a 3-1 lead going into the third and Calgary got two goals and tied it. And then a couple shifts later, Wade Allison picks up a goal. Uh, They were a resilient team. They fought through adversity, stuck together with a short bench without Travis Sanheim in the lineup. And they came away with a 4-3 win over the Calgary Flames. And they got good goaltending. And I will never apologize for good goaltending. You'll never hear me say, yeah, they would have lost that game if it weren't for Sam Harrison. Well, Sam Harrison's on the team. When Carter Hart has a great game, yeah, they would have lost that game if it wasn't for Carter Hart. Don't apologize for good goaltending. The goaltender is a teammate. And Sam Harrison was great in the game. I mean, he makes a save on a 2-on-0 in the first period. Are you kidding me? Kadri to Huberto? It's not like this is, you know, two third or fourth line players. You're talking about two high-end scoring players, Kadri and Huberto. And he makes an unbelievable save. Matter of fact, I thought he kind of made the save look easy in some ways, <laughs> almost routine. And I will tell you that a 2-on-0 is never routine. And he provided saves at points in the game and quality saves that Felix Sandstrom hasn't been able to provide. And I use the terminology all the time. Make all the saves you're supposed to and then make a couple you're not supposed to. Well, certainly that 2-on-0 save is one you're not supposed to make as a goaltender, especially against those two players. Yet somehow he made it. And that was a huge element of the game. And with the win... You know, Sam Harrison moves his record to 6-0 and as an NHL starter. He's appeared in nine games. And we know that his first game, he gave up the five goals, got pulled. Hart gave up the sixth. And the Flyers ended up losing 6-5 to in the game. So Hart got the, the loss. But in, in the decisions, in games that he is credited, credited with a decision, a win or a loss, he's 6-0. and And he becomes the eighth goaltender in NHL history to start out his career 6-0. and So you're talking about some pretty rarefied air when only seven other goaltenders in the history of the game have done that. So Sam Harrison provided it once again. And, you know, always, always in position. Does not overread situations. Does not get himself out of shape overplaying situations. Finds himself in the middle of the net. He makes a save in the first period on Mangiapane on an in-tight puck. And the reason he makes the save is because he's in the right spot. It ends up hitting him in the left shoulder. And it, it didn't look like a spectacular save, like the 2 on save or this unbelievable glove save that he had uh, in the third period. Didn't look like that. It was a good save. That was the second period, the glove save, as a matter of fact. But he was excellent in the game. Uh, big storylines that come out of this game, Travis Konechny, who opened the scoring, uh, gets uh, checked from behind, squarely between the numbers from behind 
by Uyghur and does not return to the game. I'm not a doctor, but I'll play one here on the pod. He looked like he was favoring his left arm as he goes off the ice, but I don't think it's an arm injury. The way he's kind of favoring the arm, to me, it looks like shoulder, a separated shoulder, collarbone, something like that. I'm not sure, but it was an upper body injury. He did not return to the game, and that's obviously a huge loss. I thought he played really well in Vancouver, did TK. I thought he played decently in the Seattle game. He had two goals in that game. He played well in Vancouver and played really well up until the point where he got hurt. Matter of fact, the goal that he scores in the first period, I mean, just taking it up the left side of the ice, gets into the zone, starts to cut to the middle, and just slams on the brakes like uh, Maverick and Goose in the first Top Gun. will slam on the brakes, they'll fly right by, and that's exactly what happens. Noah Hannafin goes flying by because he can't react quick enough. TK pulls up and just beats Jacob Markstrom, high blocker, with a great shot. Tremendous goal. And it's one of those goals off the rush that is a goal scorer's goal. It's not one of those grimy, hitting off butts and skates and all this stuff to make its way to a position or in behind the net. No, it's a high-level goal with a great shot at the end. A guy using his wheels to put himself in position, and TK does that. It was a pretty sensational goal. One of the other storylines is that Travis Sanheim was a healthy scratch. Now, he played his junior hockey in Calgary in the dub, and I believe he had family in the building. But, you know, that cannot impact a coach's decision if a player needs to be sat down or not and be healthy scratched. And Travis has been a little up and down. Torts talked about it last week. That he had a conversation with Travis Sanheim that, um, you know, these are the things we need you to do. And he was coming off a game where he did it, where he was joining the rush. He was leading the rush, creating offensively, killing plays defensively. And Tort said, problem is now we've seen you do it, so you're screwed. We want it all the time. And Travis has been pretty inconsistent. Really came off a rough game against Vancouver, as a matter of fact. So he got healthy scratched. But... So they go back to the 12 and 6 instead of 11 and 7 with Sandheim coming out. Ole Lixell comes into the lineup, plays about five minutes of the game. And it was interesting because when the lines came out for warm up, Joel Farabee was centering the fourth line. And I said to Brian Smith during that pregame show, I said, this is like kind of like a last gasp type thing for Joel Farabee. It's Okay, we're moving you down the fourth line. We're going to put you in the middle. The next step is probably you're going to be where Travis was in the in the press box and healthy scratched. Joel Farabee only played three minutes and 52 seconds in the game on five shifts. And the problem with that is he only played 352 in the game when you were down a forward. The other forward that was on the fourth line with Joel Farabee and Ole Lixell was Wade Allison who did see a good amount of ice time and scored the game-winning goal. So, look, Farabee going tonight against Edmonton probably is going to have be somewhat dependent on the availability of Travis Konechny. But, I mean, I could see a situation where they go 11-7 and because Justin Braun was in the lineup. I thought he... Braun was out there in a key spot late in the game. So I could see Torts going 11-7, and seven, but we'll have to see how that decision's made based on the Konechny injury and some other factors. But Farabee only seeing three minutes and 52 seconds of ice time. Now, the other element of this game 
Torts in the last couple of days, if you listen to any of his media availabilities, talked about, in particular, the Vancouver game. Yeah, we outchanced them 2-1. to one. We outshot them significantly. But I thought too, he said, I thought too much of it was on the perimeter. Well, in this game, if you look at the goals that are the first three goals, TK goes hard to the middle, pulls up, scores from the middle of the ice. The second goal that was scored in this game is also one that takes place where? In the middle of the ice. And that's the goal by Nick Delarier. Right after the penalty expires, Lawton gets the puck all the way up to the far blue line to Cam or Cam York, who's coming out of the penalty box. And then he goes in on it. It's pretty much a two-on-two. Calgary kind of overplays it and attacks Cam York. And Nick Delarier is driving the middle of the ice. And he's got the blade of his stick out there. He is presented the blade of the stick as a target for Cam York. And he's like, Yorkie, if you can hit the blade of this stick, I'll deflect it in. You'll get an assist. I'll get a goal. And that's exactly what happens. But driving the middle of the ice. Then the Tony D'Angelo goal. Also one where they're working it from the outside right into the middle where Tony D'Angelo kind of moves to the top of the circles right in the middle of the ice and just beats Jacob Markstrom. Now, that being said, that's a save that Markstrom needs to make. It's a clear-sighted snapshot from pretty good distance, but D'Angelo beats him with a good one. Uh, But right before that, about 10 seconds before that, on the same possession, the Flyers worked that same exact play to the middle of the ice. You could see there was a concerted effort to not only get bodies to the middle of the ice, but then get the puck to the middle of the ice and get the puck to the net from the middle of the ice. That's where you're going to score. The stuff on the perimeter will can create some chaos at times, but it's deemed a low-quality scoring chance because it's from the perimeter. When you can get to the middle of the ice, you can up the quality of your scoring by a huge, huge factor. And the other part of that is, like we talk about Rasmus Ristolainen, and one of the reasons he's been so mo- so improved defensively this year is that he's not chasing plays outside the dots on the perimeter, trying to make that hit or chasing a play too far to the outside. He's playing within the dots to protect the middle of the ice. And that's why he's been so much better defensively. So if your most important task defensively is to protect the middle, your most important task offensively is to get into the middle. And that's exactly what they did in this game. So great goaltending, attacking the middle of the ice, resilience, effort, and you come away with a 4-3 win. Now, coming up tonight, it's not going to be easy. It's four games in three days, or three games in four days, I should say. And it's against a team that can run you out quick in Edmonton, although they haven't played great of late. But they're also a team that you just beat 2-1 to one and is going to have a little revenge on their mind. You managed to keep the highest scoring team in the NHL down to a point, uh, one goal in the game. You managed to keep the highest, most prolific offensive player in the game to one point in the game in Connor McDavid. So it's going to be a tough task tonight. Carter Hart will get the start back home tonight in Edmonton. So this will be a very difficult game tonight for the Flyers. But if they can do those things... Looking against Edmonton, you've got to mind your gaps. You cannot take penalties, obviously. All those other elements, too. But if you can work the puck offensively to the middle of the ice and get your chances there, you can score on Edmonton. They will give up goals. But defensively, you've got to be so good in this game. 
puck support's got to be great. Being on the right side of the play's got to be great. Moving your feet away from the puck has got to be great. Otherwise, you're going to be reaching on these guys, and you'll take penalties. And their power play's lethal, beyond lethal. So it'll be an interesting matchup tonight between the Flyers and the Edmonton Oilers in Alberta. Good win last night. Another one coming up tonight against a very tough opponent, especially given the situation. It's You don't want to face Edmonton on tired legs. They may be the team you want to face the least on tired legs. Let's get to the head coach, John Tortorella, after the game. To, let's get to the head coach, John Tortorella, after the game, discussing his thoughts of the Flyers' 4-3 win over Calgary. Yeah, and then we found a way, a couple of shifts after that, we found a way to get some offensive zone pressure, uh, score a goal, and uh, that's a good hard win for us. Yeah. I, I thought Earth was outstanding. Our penalty killing, not only killing the penalty, but scoring shortly after for a couple of times was important. Found a way. Before the game, you talked about trying to refine your identity. In what ways do you feel like you were able to get back to your identity? Well, the, the, the biggest one for me is I, I just thought we really played hard. And shortened bench, uh, we lose TK, uh, really big loss for us in the middle of a type of game like that. Um, basically went with three lines. Uh, we, we just, we bent, uh, found some footing, uh, grinded away and found a way to win. Do you have an update on Konechny at all? I don't, I don't. In the time that he was out there, how big of a role, what type of impact did he make on the team? TK? Well, that's self-explanatory. He's uh, he's found his game. He's he's been a very active player for us. How much easier is it for your guys to get things going on the ice when your goalie is playing like that, especially early on? Yeah, he, he was good, especially. And, and you're right. The early saves um, were very important. He he made big saves throughout the game, but the early saves to allow us to get a lead uh, was very important. So, listen, he. He's come in every time we've asked him to do something. Uh, uh, he's played very well, so it's really encouraging, not only for the, the short term here, for long term also. Did you say the confidence you have in him is way beyond the guy who only has six games under his belt? Yeah, I, I just go as they play. I mean, uh, he deserves the time. Uh, you remember how we started when we had him in Carolina? I pulled him. Uh, that whole fiasco there had to go back in when Hartsy was hurt. Uh, I, I just think he has a, uh, a mental side of him that's strong for that position. So uh, hope he keeps progressing. All right, there he is, Flyers head coach John Tortorella and his thoughts after the game uh, against the Calgary Flames. Yeah, I thought the saves that Erson made in the first period were a huge catalyst to the win. It's not just that he made saves and made saves that he wasn't supposed to make. It's when you make them sometimes, and he made really big saves. And he was there. He was a good penalty killer for him. Goalies always got to be good on the PK. And they scored two goals right after a Calgary power play. Those are huge moments in the game. Situational hockey, like Torts talks about. Uh, those are big moments. And the Flyers get their second goal of the game, the Delarier goal, and the Tony D'Angelo goal right after Calgary power plays expire. Big moments in the game. Flyers, Oilers tonight. We'll break it down tomorrow. It'll be the last game of this four-game road trip before the Flyers return home Friday against Montreal. So everybody, enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy your Tuesday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand-new Flyers Daily. You-